You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast and news update. And as always, please remember to subscribe to Locked On Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Megaphone, Spotify, and of course, the brand new You Can Argue That Sports.com. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime, John, some sports guy, Hickman, starting at guard. No, I'm not a guard. Am I, I am a guard. I'm only no, I'm, you're a forward. No, I'm, I'm I'm a you know what I am? I'm a tweener. That's what I am. Mm, I am I am Yeah, I'm I am let me think of the type of player I am. I'm gonna tell you the type of player I am at the end of this show. That's what I'm gonna tell. That's what I'm gonna do. Like type of um football player? No, we're we're playing basketball. No, let's okay. play football. This is locked on Texans. Let's play football. Okay, let's let's play football. Well, then I, yeah, I would be a guard. Yeah, I mean, I, I, but in my head, mentally, ladies and gentlemen, everybody listening at home, and if you've ever seen me, follow me on Twitter, ask some sports guy. You can kind of get a, a, a in-depth look at my build. I am a left guard. I mean, I played left guard in high school, but in my head, I'm a slot receiver. Mm, okay. Pretty good one at that. Sure hands. If you know what, this would be fun. If you would have to describe yourself, like give your own scouting report, what would you do? What would you say? I know what I would say. Secure hands, the ability to get open, make tough catches in between the middle of the field. I, 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 that's, that's a good slot receiver right there. I think so. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I'll hover around 650 yards, 750 yards per game. I mean, uh, Per season, you know, about four or five touchdowns. I, I think that's pretty fair. Hmm. Hmm. That, that that sounds good. You know, I mean, if you if you ever seen my build, oh man, I don't even know. Probably like an undeveloped <laughs> safety. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm fast. <laughs> you know, I do a lot of dancing. You know, so that means I'm fast. Foot, I'm quick on my work. feet, light on my feet. You know, so you let's say undeveloped safety, but in my head. In my head, only in my head, I'm Michael Vick, baby, all day. Oh my gosh, you're gonna go. From, you're gonna go from safety to Michael Vick. Michael Vick, baby, all day. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Well, guys, we finally heard from who? Bill O'Brien and Cal McNair as well regarding some of the off-season moves. And I mean. A lot of it is very predictable, but we're definitely going to dive into that and what Bill O'Brien had to say about the DeAndre Hopkins trade to Arizona, which really was the talk of the entire offseason thus far. That and also, Jadavion Clowney has lowered his asking price down to $17 million. He's actually meeting with the Cleveland Browns right now, which I think a player of his caliber and how he has always been professional the way he carries himself, I think that's something and somebody the Cleveland Browns need. So that'll be very interesting. But 
Bill O'Brien did speak for the first time along with Cal McNair about DeAndre Hopkins, DJ Reader, so on and so forth. So I think that's what we need to dive into. Perfect day. Let's start the Monday off right. Why not, Cody? So the cat has been out the bag for I don't know how long now. And the fact that DeAndre Hopkins, who should have at least presumably retired as a Houston Texan, well, he is out the door. He is in he is in Arizona right now, and he's actually making very, very light of the situation now that he's been traded, but everything's went down. Everything has been official, along with the rest of the free agent deals. Last month, we know what happened. Houston made that trade for David Johnson, a 2022nd round pick, and a 2021 fourth round pick. We finally get a chance to hear from Bill O'Brien, and you want to know what he said? Bill O'Brien went on to say, I would say the deal with Arizona was a deal that we felt was in the best interest of our team. DeAndre Hopkins was a great football player. He made so many plays for us. We love DeAndre Hopkins, but he had three years left on his deal and he wanted a raise. And we weren't going to be able to go in that direction. We felt like we had a great deal, great offer from Arizona that involved picks, that involved an excellent Three down back who is hungry and humble and just can't wait to get started. You know, Cody, this is something that I think we all saw, right? I think we all were able to say, you know what? When we finally hear from Bill O'Brien, he's going to say a lot without saying anything at, at all. <laughs> and one of the emphasis of this press conference that took place over the phone, because we know what's going on in the world right now. Don't want to get too much into it, but he said one of the things was that DeAndre Hopkins wanted a raise with three years left on his deal. I want to put emphasis on the fact that he said one of. It leads me to believe that a lot of the rumors that we heard, a lot of the, you know, back and forth between whether or not O'Brien and Hopkins liked each other, had a good working relationship, respected one another, the whole nine. That leaves the door wide open, right? O'Brien heard all of it. It was impossible to not hear the things that were being said about uh, Hopkins and O'Brien and their relationship, but he heard of it. He heard all of it. None of those things were addressed in a sense where I understand and I kind of respect that it wasn't addressed, but he left that door open by saying one of the things. And then he used money, which is true. We all know that Hopkins wanted a better deal. He wanted to reconstruct his deal, but he used money as a blanket to cover up everything else. That's in my opinion. I'm not going to say that's a fact, but in my opinion, this to say one of the things, and then use the biggest of the things, money, as a cover-up, leads me to believe that there were behind-the-scenes issues that O'Brien wants to avoid. You you calling it an opinion? I'm going to call it a fact, because first and foremost, this is not the first, nor will it be the last time that a team part ways with a player, you hear rumblings about, this happened, well, it was because of this, because of that. A lot of times when it comes to a situation like this, the first thing either the player or the coach or the organization, whoever it is, the first thing that they would do is shut all those rumors down. 
the fact that neither Hopkins or O'Brien shit, neither one of those down, lets me know there's a 99.9% chance that everything Michael Irvin said on Get Up a few weeks ago is 100% the truth. Now, I already stated how I felt about that. I do believe Michael Irvin should have at least sugarcoated some of the stuff or at least out of the respect of not only Hopkins, but also Bill O'Brien and the Texans not put all of that on blast on national television the way he did. But at the end of the day, I do believe that was the deciding factor of Bill O'Brien parting ways with DeAndre Hopkins. And then, you know, for him to use money for that, for him, for him to use money as the standpoint of saying, this is why we parted ways with him. He said DeAndre Hopkins had three years left on his deal. Now, John, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure even in a situation, if DeAndre Hopkins did want a new deal, I'm pretty sure that would not have been to the standpoint of him sitting out this season, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so that's 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 my problem with that is, you know, this could have been addressed in a situation. Let's say if the money situation was the reason why he decided to part ways with DeAndre Hopkins. Why did you not give it one more year to see, okay, what type of year DeAndre Hopkins is going to have? That would have gave... Hopkins and the organization more time to work things out like once again I'm pretty sure Hopkins was not going to sit out this year or even next year now if this was the last year of his deal then okay I would have said Bill O'Brien had at least somewhat of a reason to trade him but for him to take that route lets me know that this move was not about money it was not about you damn sure know it wasn't about DeAndre Hopkins not performing on the field it had a lot to do it had a lot to do with his personal life that I'm not going to get into versus O'Brien not liking that as how can I put this the supervisor of his employee and this is another thing that I found interesting about the entire exchange that they had during this press conference Cal McNair was there as well and O'Brien mentioned that him and Jack E they are empowered to do a lot of things, but they are always to make sure to check in with Cal on the daily basis and other members of the organization. O'Brien also pointed out that the team's recent divisional success, having, wore four, having won four of the past five AFC South championships, uh, although that has led to only two playoff victories. They are, they are excited about the direction that they are in. And Cal McNair also said that our teams is getting our team is getting better through free agency. You mentioned that you can't look at any one move, but you got to put them all together and you really need to take a look at all things over the last 18 months or so to see how well the, the uh, team has changed and continue to change. And I don't believe that Cal McNair really knows what's going on. Hmm. And this is why I say that. They were fortunate last year, and I mean fortunate, that they just started off better than everybody else in the division. They were fortunate that the Colts just ended their season pretty cold, right? The Colts started off neck and neck with the Texans, and then we know that they started to go through a lot of injury problems, including, and not the biggest one, just not having T.Y. Hilton on the field for their quarterback. And then majority of last season, was it up until game six or seven? Marcus Mariota was a starting quarterback for Tennessee. And so what I'm getting at is 
they are fortunate of last season and how that went. They are also fortunate that throughout the entire time Bill O'Brien has been here in Houston, there has been multiple seasons of declining for the other teams. Marcus Mariota alone being the starting quarterback leading to leading the Tennessee Titans to multiple nine and seven seasons, just not getting it cut. Andrew Luck dealing with how many injury history problems, and then even then, even then still able to make his team competitive, getting them to the playoffs at least. I don't know if anybody can really trust the words Cal McNair speaks on that he said rather when it comes to the progression of this team because I'll say this has the team progressed that's the question that I'm going to put out there well in the last 18 months or so you lost out on Super Bowl champ Honey Badger now you did bring in Larry Tunsil but the that's a wait and see move I think we can agree on that one. We, we, we have to wait and see if there's a true progression because if you trade those two first-round picks, the progression should be over the course of a long time period. We need longevity. We don't need two seasons of that. And so I'll say, yes, I'll give Cal that for the time being, but after next season, it has to continue to go on. You've also traded Jadavion Clowney for a bag of chips in a sense of – you were right in regards to what he is worth in his market. Yes, you are right. But what he was worth to the Houston Texans, I think you lose out more. Once J.J. Watt went down, the run game and the pass game was almost obsolete outside of Jacob Martin, who was involved in that Jadavion Clowney trade, coming up with big plays here and there. Uh, you also bring in Gary Clowney, which was a good move. You reconstruct your Vernon Hargraves deal. So there's a lot of things where you can say, well, the Texans did very good in this area, but they did not do very good in this area over here. And I think when you weigh the two, right now, right now, they are, before the Hopkins trade, I think it was a balance. After the Hopkins trade, that's two times now where you got finessed and did not get the picks back. I truly believe NFL GMs around the entire league just say, well, you know what? It's Bill O'Brien down there running the show. He would probably take what we give him. Now the things that you did not do well is slowly overshadowing the things that you did do well. And when you look at how good the Texans are right now, my question is moving forward, will they continue to be this good? And my answer to that is no. I don't believe so. I just don't believe so because Everybody else in this division is going to get better. As we all know, the Houston Texans, as they continue to try to build this roster in preparation for the 2020 NFL season, the season that we are all praying happens, we all know a big part of a big portion of what this team needs to build on is, of course, that secondary. And somebody on this team actually believes that his brother, that would be Justin Reed, his brother Eric Reed, would be a nice addition to the Houston Texans. On Friday, it was reported that Justin actually 
made a pitch for Eric Reed to come in to the Texans organization. And as of right now, rumor has it that the that the feelings amongst Eric Reed coming to Texans, it's it's mutual. So John, my question is to you, which I believe he will. Do you think Eric Reed will be a great addition for this team? I think when we look at football, yes, absolutely. <laughs> when it comes to football, <laughs> Eric Reed is, is still a very good safety in this league. He's a very good player in this league. The way that he is, you know, able to dissect and, and play defense is tremendous. But we know with Eric Reed, that's not all you're getting. And there's nothing wrong with that. Eric Reed is who he is. I like Eric Reed. I, I think he is a man that stands up for what he believes in. And I'm all for that. But what's the reality? It's cool to flirt around with the ideal of having the Reed brothers, right? And that could possibly mean money for somebody with marketing. We have mm-hmm. three brothers who can read defenses. I don't know. Just you can play around around with it any way you want to. But when you bring in Eric Reed, you're getting more than just football. And this is the same team that passed on um, what's his name, Marcus Peters, for Kevin Johnson. Now, we all knew coming out of the draft, Marcus Peters was damn sure the better corner, but he's just too much. Kevin Johnson, on the other hand, he's not too much. He is He's a quiet guy. That's why they went with him. He's conservative. Eric Reed and this team does not fit when we look at the grand scheme of the entire picture. They don't fit. But if it was just football, we were just talking football strictly. Oh, yeah, bring him in. But here's my thing. Um, what I- I truly do believe if you was to bring Eric Reed in on, on this team, I do I he will be a tremendous upgrade to the secondary. I mean, I don't know about you, but I consider him to be at least a second tier safety in this league. But I kind of have a feeling, and I'm pretty sure within the next couple of weeks, I'm gonna see how much am I right, but I do believe that the Texans and Eric Reed, they might be a perfect fit for each other right now. And I only say that due to the fact that. Not too many teams want to deal with Eric Reed and all of his, I don't want to call it shenanigans because that's kind of seemed like me disrespecting his beliefs, but he brings so much to, to the team because he is so vocal about what he believes in. And that could be a good and a bad thing at the same time. And once again, not too many teams are going to want to deal with that coming from Reed Every single week you look up, he's tweeted this. You look up, he has said this in the interview. But on the flip side of things, Bill O'Brien and the Texans know. At the end of the day, I do not believe that they believe that this team is better than it was last year or the year before. And they know they need to bring in somebody, especially on that defensive end, especially after losing DJ Reader, that they need to bring in somebody to at least bring some comfort to this team with how well that they can play on the field. So, I mean, I kind of feel like both of these teams at the end of the day, it's a perfect fit because like I say, both of them need each other right now. So we shall see. 
Now, don't forget there were some rumors speculating around the NFL that former Texan players were telling a lot of defensive players, which is why I think we missed out on Chris Harris Jr., not to go to Houston because of the head coach. That can still play a factor in whether or not Reed comes to Houston. I think ultimately guys still want to play football because you just love football and you want to keep playing, but that's also something to look at. So back to our scouting report really quick before we get out of here. You know, I, I say, you know, in my mind, I'm Michael Vick only due to the fact that, you know, he's my favorite football player of all time. I don't care what nobody say. But, you know, I did call me a safety. But once again, in my mind, I'm going to pick a guy that's not a safety. But because of his body built is what I wish I was. Ray Lewis, in my mind. Get out, of here. Get, out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. What about you on the defensive side? What are you? Oh, I'm a um, I'm definitely a defensive tackle. Um, if what? I were to say, oh hell, hell no! Uh, if I were to say any person that I would play like, it'll be Vince Wilfork, which is actually one of my defensive favorite defensive tackles of all time. He's a former Patriot, played a couple seasons with the Texans, and the way he plays defensive tackle is just always smart, um, and he does his job. I'm not the spectacular guy. You know, I don't need a lot of the numbers. I just want to do my job in order for everybody to win. And Vince Wilford would definitely be the guy that I would, mm. that I actually tried to model my game afterwards. But uh, by the time I actually learned how to play football the right way, it was too late. Mm. Well, unfortunately, I never learned how to play football. Um, fun, Funny story here. Um during the time, this had to be around 2003 because I was still living in New Orleans at the time. And this was at the height of Michael Vick's career. And I wanted to be the next Michael Vick like millions of other kids. And every time we went outside and played football, I, you know, never threw the ball, always ran because I was, you know, I was supposed to be the quarterback and the kids got mad. And I got popped real hard and I think I fell in the ditch or something and got up and that was it. I put the football down, picked up a basketball, and that was all she wrote. You know, sometimes sometimes what football does is it just makes you understand that, you know what, I should really be on the basketball court right now. <laughs> well, that's what it did to me, so that's my short football career story. Well, now that led you to talking about football and being a broadcaster with your boy John Some Sports Guy Hickman. You can follow me on Twitter at Some Sports Guy. You know what you can. And oh my gosh, I just finished Ozark season three. And Cody, before you say anything about me and my shows and that ending. Wow. Just wow. That's all I'm gonna say is wow. If you are watching that show, and if you have not caught up, or if you, if you, whatever, when you get to the end of season three, by all means, tweet me and let's talk. Please. That's all I ask. Finish, and then let's talk. Well, you go right ahead with your Netflix shows. I will continue to write and talk about sports. And I'm currently putting out an outline. What I'm going to do is go back to the Texans 2019 season and do like some, I don't want to say 
film reviews, but do some kind of reviews of what I liked and what I didn't like. I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to come up with, you know, what I can do about the Texans 2019 season since we are in the off season. Um, but, you know, in the midst of that, I have my Rockets work that I'm doing. You know, I still have some college works I'm doing. So um, if you want to keep up with everything that I'm doing that does not involve watching shows on Netflix like Ozark, like Ozark or Tiger King, please follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. That's Cody C-O-T-Y D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. The fun thing about our dynamic is we're just so different. And it really always are. brings us back around to sports. Well, I did watch the 2001 NBA Finals game one, and Allen Iverson was fighting for his life during that game. I mean, <laughs> that's that's what sports used to look like. So, but until next time, I know you guys are probably tired of me saying this, and this may be my last week saying it, but I really mean it from the bottom of my heart. Stay safe, stay sane, and. Stay sanitized. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.